0: And I expected. Inflation's got a lot of momentum. The best single measure to look at for inflation is a kind of super core measure, which is wages. Or you can look at the median component of uh, inflation. They've just been running strong for a long time and not decelerating. So I think Team Transitory is engaged in a lot of uh, wishful thinking, and I must say that I'm struck by the hypocrisy of some friends of mine like Paul Krugman, who are very quick now to focus on housing and the fact that uh, the private indices lead the public indices when the private indices are looking soft but were entirely unwilling to credit that argument or to pay attention to the private indices some months ago when the private indices were obviously pointing to an acceleration of inflation. So. I think we've got to be uh, very, uh, very careful uh, here if we want to be credible about containing inflation. How much momentum is built into inflation and how can you tell? What are you looking at right now? That they're telling you what happens in the fourth quarter and as we go into next year. I'm looking at core measures. I'm looking at super core measures that take housing out, take used cars out, in addition to taking food and energy out. I'm looking at the so-called median inflation component, whatever product it is that's right in the middle. I'm looking at the so-called trimmed mean that looks at the middle half of the distribution of product prices. And very crucially for me, I'm looking at wages, Um, which is a kind of super core measure because labor goes into everything. And all of those are saying that inflation's not really coming down very fast, if it's coming down at all, and that it's way above uh, the 2% target or any acceptable level. Besides the CPI numbers, Larry, a very big story throughout the week has been and continues to be Great Britain, uh, where you had the Bank of England come in with their emergency buying of long-term guilt that is due to expire on Friday, the end of this week. At the same time, we now have uh, Liz Truss coming out and making some changes. Give us your a take on what's going on in the British economy and, more importantly, the management of the British economy? Look, I think this is probably going to be a textbook case of crisis creation followed by uh, crisis uh, mismanagement. Um, I'd be surprised if we were in the seventh inning of uh, this particular set of challenges. Um, I have said before that people now, I think, understand very clearly that when you do a military intervention, you should never give a sunset date when you're going to leave because it just emboldens the opposition. And I think something similar is true of last resort uh, finance where the kind of deadline the Bank of England gave, I think, is asking for trouble uh, down uh, down the road. So I think we're going to see more tremors, more aftershocks, more problems. At the same time, I think we need to recognize that as serious as the British policy errors were, this might well not have happened if global economic conditions uh, were more normal and the kind of excesses we've had uh, in the system, mean we're in very complicated uh, territory.
1: Okay, welcome. It's uh, Friday, 14 October, in the year of our Lord 2022. That's Larry Summers, former Secretary of Treasury. He's running to be the next Secretary of Treasury. Janet Yellen has already told people at the White House that she's out. And of course, they've told her she's out. Um, inflation has a lot of momentum, not decelerating. Um, this is uh inflation's only getting worse, uh not coming down on and on and on. Remember uh Summers besides warm was only people that talked about the permanent nature, the systemic nature of this inflation back what when the um in the uh American Recovery Act, the one point nine trillion that kind of triggered all this um madness. Uh also Axios has as its lead story this afternoon, Axios being the kind of uh, mouthpiece for the establishment in um, in D.C. Axios has a story on Great Britain, which basically talks about what we've been talking about. It is uh, quite important to the United States because this gets down to fiscal policy, or what they call fiscal dominance, this reckless spending. The British have been doing it. Of course, uh, the Biden regime has definitely been doing it. And it, in a relation with a central bank and uh, the mismanagement of the country's finances and this fantasy that you could have tax cuts that are not funded. The Chancellor Exchequer fired today uh, Liz Truss. We said in the morning show, we don't believe she makes it through next week. We think there's going to be a big change in the in the British government. And there is uh since this is rattling the pension markets and it's going to rattle insurance companies, pension funds, asset managers. With all these hidden um, derivative securities, you should be very much, as we've told you, checking on your pension funds right now and where you, who's your money manager, who manages it. You ought to be asking lots of questions because this is reverberating through the entire system. I want to bring in Boris Epstein. Boris, first off, you, you've been a Wall Street guy before you were in politics. Talk to me about what you just heard there from Larry Summers. Not a very good outlook when you hear the Biden and the biden regime puts these economists out there and i mean the lies are so forget jean zen master jean pierre right she she she's just a, a a pr flack i'm talking about the economists they put out from the administration the secretary of treasury with the happy talk the relentless spin and then summers just gives it to you with both barrels boris epstein
2: no doubt about it. I mean, it's clear as day that the Biden administration has no idea what they're doing. I mean, it's not the Biden administration. It's the Ron Klain administration, Susan Rice administration. No, they are completely lost on inflation. They're completely lost on runaway gas prices. It is a complete disaster. And the American people are paying for it. Now Biden's out there saying, well, if Republicans take over. Inflation's going up. But he's literally lying. To the American people, you may think it's 1976, 1972, him and Fetterman are doing a weekend at Bernie's. But if it weren't, it'd be funny if it weren't dangerous for our country. We are absolutely decimated. And that's why you're seeing, you know, in Rhode Island, Republican candidates up by eight all across the country, a huge MAGA wave under the leadership of President Trump. It is only getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And the strength is only going up and up and up. And it it it's not receding by one inch. I've seen the fundraising numbers. The fundraising numbers are blowing away any other quarter since President Trump left office and illegitimate Joe Biden took over. The heat is with MAGA. The heat is with President Donald J. Trump.
1: No, I mean, this morning we had Alex de Grasso and we're expanding the battlefield. You're, you we're competing in New England for a half a dozen seats right now. House seats, half a dozen house seats in Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Uh, The Senate race in Vermont is closing. The Senate race in New Hampshire is closing. There are nine seats. And Asa Grass says he thinks there's another four or five in New York State that are in play right now. All these are coming down. They're too close to call right now, but they're competitive. The Democrats are having to pull money out of uh, all areas to defend their bastion in New England and New York State. They're pulling money out of Arizona. They're pulling money out of the Rio Grande Valley in South Texas. They're pulling money out of Pennsylvania. Uh, they are on the retreat. And one of the reasons they're on the retreat, they've made so many bad decisions, just so many horrific decisions about the economy. And this is why it's very important for Republicans to, to watch what ha- is happening to the Tories in England. You got to be very careful about these policies. You really have to think them through. You have to run the numbers. You have to be able to understand exactly what it's doing. And the, in the, what Axio says, what we said, the era of free lunches are over. The era of running massive deficits and just having central banks that can just hit the, hit the, uh, computer and create this out of thin air is, it, that day is over. Right now, Janet Yellen's treasury department's having a tough time selling U.S. securities. These interest rates are going up. It's going to roll through your credit card. It's going to roll through your car loan. It's going to roll through your mortgage. If you can even get a mortgage, Boris, let's pivot to the political side of President Trump. A lot of activity in the J6 committee yesterday. Unfortunately, Besides MSNBC and certain uh, anchors at CNN, not a lot of folks in the country were all that riveted. Uh, sir, what's your assessment?
2: Well, the committee's been a total disaster for the Democrats, right? It, when the country is hurting, when the American people are in as bad of a place as we have been now for almost two years economically, national security, and with soaring crime, the, you know, the Democrats have <laughs> been focusing on the witch hunt that is the J6 committee, and let's be honest, all their hopes are that they continue to perpetrate against President Trump. But now yesterday, this really pathetic move and and desperate to actually try to subpoena President Trump, a document testimony. But here's the thing, President Trump this morning coming out with a hot statement in depth on all of the overwhelming fraud that the war room posse, the MAGA movement under the leadership of President Donald J. Trump, that they have been talking about, that we've been fighting about, that we've been screaming from the top of every single mountain. The 2020 election was rigged and stolen President Trump saying it in black and white this morning in a powerhouse 14-page release that not only went through all the overwhelming, but also went through him authorizing over 10,000 National Guard troops because she knew that the speech on January 6th was going to be historic, was going to be attended by a record number of people. And guess what? Crooked, crooked, lying, crazy Nancy Pelosi and D.C. Mayor Merrill Bowser turned down that authorization, and all of a sudden, you have Nancy Pelosi's daughter in the Capitol being ready to film a documentary. Now, as we always say at War Room, right, there's no conspiracies, but there's no coincidence. I actually just repeated that <laughs> with Dr. Corko's film. No conspiracies, but no coincidences. Nancy Pelosi turns down the protective troops. Her daughter is in there filming a documentary. What did they know? When did they know it? That's the key question. But the bottom line is the more they come at President Trump, the more they come at the MAGA movement, the more they come at the War Room policy, the stronger we fight the stronger we become. And we're seeing that in all the numbers all across the country. From Sue Kylie in New Jersey, Peter Hernandez in California, up and down New York, up and down New England as we said even of course, in Texas, in Arizona, in Nevada. I'm in Florida right now. The heat is on like never before. So the Democrats, these craven, cynical Democrats, can continue. These hoaxes all they want. We're only going to fight harder. And the American people are with us and with President Donald J. Trump.
1: No, I think this is what – I think the 14-page memo lays it out. The Democrats have to understand after the sweeping, soul-crushing uh, democracy suppository they get on uh, November 8th because it destroys them as a national political institution from school boards all the way up to the House and Senate, there's going to be a real J6 committee. And that J6 committee will have a ranking member, have a minority council as we've had from time immemorial, right, from the founding of the republic. This thing will be run Right. But it'll get down, it'll get into areas like what intelligence was known in advance. You know, Morning Joe's sitting there saying, oh, Scalise is a liar because Nancy Pelosi sitting on the phone calling the National Guard. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about why they weren't out beforehand. Where's the intelligence, where's the intelligence briefings in the run-up? What did intelligence say, right? Why wasn't the National Guard put on alert? Why wasn't the National Guard there? Why was it just some typical, just the basic everyday um, police officers for the Capitol Hill police with a few bike racks? That's all going to get uh, adjudicated, and, and, and that's uh, 3 November, as you know, is going to get adjudicated. The big part of that 14-page memo is the big steal, and uh, we're going to go through that a chapter and verse. People have to understand we're going to go through all of this in real detail, in real congressional hearings, where the nation can see exactly what happened, exactly what led up to it, and exactly what went on. Boris, anything else to report from uh, from certain areas of Florida?
2: Well, I'm proud to report that in beautiful South Florida, in, in a gorgeous location, that it's historic Mar-a-Lago, President Trump continues to be the leader that the MAGA movement and the American people want him and need him to be. And the heat is on as it's never been before. All the president's endorsements are winning, and we're getting ready for huge wins in 22. And yes, as we hope and expect, we're we'll there's a long, hard look at 2024 and getting right everything that this pathetic Biden regime has been getting wrong. President Trump is at absolutely the top of his game. I've never really, hey, and I've been honored to be working with him for a long time as you have, Steve. I've never seen him firing on all cylinders, maybe never seen him like he is now. It is absolutely historic. It's all heat all the time, and we're not taking one inch back all offense all day long. And you saw that in his historic statement today, the 14-page powerhouse letter to the unselect J6 committee.
1: Yeah, I want to make sure we get that up in all the chat rooms. Boris, how do people get to your morning uh, email, and how do they get to your uh, social media?
2: No doubt about it, Stephen. Hey, I guess maybe there's some reporters out there that are checking out the morning email. God bless. We appreciate it. Sign up right now, BorisCP.com. Hot on BorisCP.com. Hot on Getter at BorisCP. On Twitter at BorisCP. Hot on Truth Social at Boris. The hottest on the gram. Boris Stay strong. God bless. All offense, and Shabbat Shalom.
1: Uh, Boris, thank you very much for taking time away uh, to join us. Okay, a lot going on. We've got more finance and capital markets, but we're also going to get into politics. But we've asked Dr. Naomi Wolf uh, to join us. We're going to take a short break. We're going to play a cold open for Naomi and then some very disturbing news uh, by our, from our beloved neighbor to the north, Canada. Be back in the warm in just a moment. It's all
3: started. Everything's begun. And you all over. We're taking down the CCP. the word all Hong Kong. We will fight till all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the
1: CCP. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, And get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold.
4: Minors from 14 to 7 years of age and nearly 18, um, the committee recommends, and the board of directors supports as well, that these miners could, uh, with their tutors or parental parent, could make a request for a MAID based on the level of uh, persistent and intolerable suffering that they may experience and become unmanageable and senseless. The same for babies from zero to one years of age who are born with severe uh, deformations, very uh, grave and severe uh, syndromes, medical syndromes, whose life expectancy and uh, level of suffering are such that it would uh, make sense to ensure that they do not suffer.
1: Okay, welcome back uh, to the war room. I want to bring in Naomi Wolf. Naomi, uh, this is pretty scary. Tell me what we just watched. Yeah,
5: so this is an actual Canadian um, medical advisor speaking to the Parliament, I believe it's in Quebec, and he's advocating for the expansion of an existing um, assisted suicide or euthanasia program, I suppose is the way to put it, and instead of uh, euthanizing, which is bad enough, you know, people at the end of their life in intolerable uh, pain or will never recover, he's recommending that they just kill babies up to one year old, and It doesn't even have to be a parent making the decision. It can be a tutor or an intermediary making the decision. um, But just just kill them uh, because they may be in pain. Their quality of life may not be good. Not that the less than one-year-old can tell these officials whether they want to live or not. Um, And and it's terrifying. It appears to be part of a a, a systematic and well-established now Canadian euthanasia and assisted suicide program. In addition to this about... Extending it to little babies. Um, there's a substack by Rupa Subramania um, called Schedule to Die, The Rise of Canada's Assisted Suicide Program, which has a chilling, terrifying story about a woman who found out that her 23-year-old son, who was depressed, he'd gone blind in one eye, he couldn't keep a girlfriend, you know, he had challenges in his life, but he was depressed. He was otherwise healthy and, and having a tough time. He would made an appointment um, in two weeks to get killed by a doctor um, named Joshua Tepper through this uh, program where you could just call up and make an appointment to be murdered. And she had two weeks to stop this doctor from killing her son or stop her son from making an appointment to be assisted in suicide. It's, it's absolutely heartbreaking, but it's part of a bigger picture we're seeing um, it goes along with bills that we've seen, I believe, in Washington state and in Maryland that really truly do, um, loosen the definition of murdering babies so that, uh, you can let a baby die basically after it's born, um, up till, uh, some time after, after birth. That's what we're when
1: you for. When you first, by the way, let's get the Substack article about what she's referring to. I want to get all these materials for Captain Bannon. We need to push this out so the audience can immerse themselves in this. Naomi Wolf, uh, you, you have you're a descendant of from people that um, uh, suffered and, and died in the Holocaust, right? You you're the first to warn us about this concept of the Nazi doctors, right? right? Who were the remember at that time Germany was considered one of the if not the premier medical in the world, the Nazi doctors when I see this with the vaccines and all this stuff what how is this different' Because then you start picking and choosing you know it starts with a horribly deformed and 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 um in uh and, and terrible pain yet at one year old how are they supposed to tell us that but then the definition and the definition right there yeah you, get, you can have a tutor. Or an advisor, or I mean, where does this stop? Is this is this your construct of the Nazi doctors?
5: Yeah, you're asking the right question, Steve. There's literally no difference. Um, the early, I believe it was about 1930 to 1933. Uh, a program was launched in Germany exactly like this, like literally exactly like this, in which uh, doctors and um, health organizations were empowered to uh, decide who was life unworthy of life who was a useless eater and they specifically exactly started with disabled kids um mentally uh impaired kids and teenagers and they finally kind of took them away to the very earliest like before there were concentration camps before there was anything more organized they took these young adults away from their parents they told them they they were getting medical treatment the parents got a postcard saying you know your child's gone Um, but it was exactly this language of they're in they're they're not um they're a drag on the rest of society uh and they're they're not life that should be sustained it's it's uh, hygienic to the rest of society to do away with them and you're right to notice the slippery slope thing and by the way i just want to say like as always I, i told you this day would come right i said then they come for the children then they put people into ovens, right? Then they, they have the quarantine camps. Well, so here we are, and, and not just in Canada, but in the United States, where the definition of murdering a, a child that has been born has gotten yeah. loosened in two states. Um, the, they always start with life that you can make a rationale that, oh, yes, people are so impaired kindness to do away with them. But then it's, of course, you know, whoever you don't like, Jews, dissidents, gypsies, homosexuals, um, political
1: opponents, editors, MAGA, ma- uh, MAGA, <laughs> just to throw out a random, just to throw out a random concept. I mean, this is what's I remember when you first said this on the show. I think it was a year and a half ago. People' heads blown up on oh, Naomi Wolf. This is the thing, and you kind of predicted where you were going to get here. Well, it only took fifteen months.
5: Yeah,
1: wasn't years, wasn't decades. Fifteen months. And here's what's so scary about it is the bureaucratic. I think it was Hannah Arendt. Wrote, yes. What the banality of evil? What yeah. was so powerful about that clip is how bureau- how administrative state it is, how bureaucratic. We could be there talking about it putting in a road or a new computer system or some. Pro- I mean, it's just so devoid of human empathy or emotion or anything. It's just it's it's the it's the bureaucracy. Almost like a it's almost like the Brave New World film, right? Yeah. It, it, at first, I thought, is this a parody or is this some sort of stuff? This can't actually be. And you think about Canada, which is, you know, progressive and thoughtful. I mean, how could this be going on? And I think our audience wants to know, how can we stop this? What What is the, we understand we got the vaccine fights, so the other fight, but when you start doing this, what is, is this politically, you got to vote it out of office or what are people to do?
5: Uh-huh. Oh, that is, that is the ultimate question. I mean, if we don't have the right administration, there's nothing we can do in Canada because we're not Canadian citizens. I mean, I guess the thing that's most chilling to me is that, as you say, Canada is a sane, uh, compassionate, progressive, inclusive country. And, and Canadians are, you know, becoming inured to this. They're listening to it. They're not, um, you know, rising up and shrieking. <laughs> you know, these are these are living children. You know, you can't do this. This is a criminal. You're proposing murder. You're proposing state-sanctioned murder. Um, and and it is chilling language. Like, it makes sense to but honestly, I mean, I'm getting so Old Testament these days. Once you have a euthanasia program, this is where it goes, right? Once you say, you know, life isn't sacred, this is where it goes. So back to your point, how do we stop it? Um, I mean, I think we, huh, we need to support dissidents in Canada, like the truckers, like, um, you know, those tiny... Civil society groups, and I can send Cameron some links to them that are bringing lawsuits against some of the worst tyrannies. But most importantly, we need to change administrations. I'm supposed to be nonpartisan, but you know there is a murderous regime aligned with this kind of ideology We're running our country now, and we have to change. You know who's in charge all the way down to the local level, um, and then we can do things like sanctions. You know we can like we used to yeah. sanction. Who didn't let girls go to school, and now we're fine with Canada, you know, murdering children up to you're know, proposing the murder of children up no. to when you're. Um, shock. We shock. Have to have a, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but we have to have a pro life policy.
1: Hang, on, I want to get all the I want to get all the uh, the uh, links up on the live chat and on this thing. Uh, Christy Wade, one of the uh, mothers fighting at the board level, going to join us next, uh, and I've got Dennis talking about Old Testament. I got Dennis Prager for an hour from six to seven. You know what we're doing? We're talking about the Old Testament, how the Old Uh, Testament can be a moral and intellectual guide uh, for us today. Uh, Naomi, I want to pivot now. You were the first one to start talking in the research with the War Room Posse and with Amy Kelly and your team of lawyers about the the issues to mothers, babies, and then in Scotland, they started yeah. to have some articles, but it looks like we, you got some blowback today. Can we put up the Scottish the Scottish Herald story? Tell us what's going on in Scotland right now, ma'am.
5: Yeah. So um, I think this is related, actually, to what we talked about a couple of days ago. You may remember that I was on GB News, which is now a big show in Britain, an independent show. And we were presenting the War Room Daily Cloud uh, research volunteers' findings, especially on what's causing harm to people. To, uh, childbirth and and to babies and to nursing mothers and um, This got allegedly 411 complaints and an off investigation, but it, it has put some heat on uh, People demanding answers because the women of Scotland were the ones who had and the BBC covered this a doubling of the babies who died And I mentioned this on the air um, dozens of babies in a month have been dying in Scotland, you know 200 percent rise so uh, what's so you know shocking is that uh, public health officials told the Herald, a Scottish um, kind of center, centrist newspaper, um, that there was no plausible link between the mRNA injections and the deaths of the babies in Scotland, but they gave no link, no data, and no reason. They didn't even give the names of the public health officials that. Right. Well, Amy Kelly and I just wrote a very stern letter to the reporter um, who wrote this story and gave her all the links to all our research showing that there's more than a plausible link to the mRNA vaccines. They're causing damage to placentas, damage to babies and so on. And we're demanding that they cover it. And we're going to keep, um, we're going to keep covering their either coverage or non-coverage. And I also say, the they need to be accountable for what they said.
1: Naomi, can you give a daily Clout where people go to support you? The book is on Amazon, the bodies of others and also your Substack. stack where do people go.
5: Yes, it's dailycloud.io where all these reports are. My um, Getter, and it is, as you said, Steve, a war against babies. We have to fight. It's
1: a war against babies. Thank you very much, doctor. Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are the, freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views, and our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change, and that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm proud to partner with Public SQ, the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that could never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play, create an account, and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today, Public SQ. That's Public SQ, Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today.
6: I want to give any parent with a child in the chamber to remove them if they would choose to do so. No, start two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. I'm sorry. Can you, can you go ahead and with your speech? Not until it's reset to two minutes. Your time has begun. No, reset it to two minutes. Alrighty, this book is Gay by Juno Dawson it was found in a 7th grade classroom at Collinswood Middle School. It was also on the ELA recommended reading list for 7th graders at J.M. Robinson. I'm going to read from chapter 9, the ins and outs of gay sex, starting at page 201, part 1, boy on boy sex. Perhaps the most important skill you will master as a gay or bi man is a timeless classic, The H- Job. Good news is you can practice it on yourself. The bad news is each guy has become very used to his own way of getting himself off. Learning how to find a partner's personal style can take ages, but it can be very rewarding when you do. Something they don't teach you in school is that in order to be able to f- at all, you or your partner may need to finish off with a handy. A lot of people find it hard to go f- through other types of sex. That is fine and certainly not something you have to apologize for. A good handy is all about the wrist action. Rub the head of his back and forth with your hand. Try different speeds and pressures until he responds positively. A bad handy is grasping a and shaking it like a ketchup bottle. Finally, my misunderstanding about rubbing two peens together wasn't far off the mark. Rubbing them together in one hand feels awesome. Mega combo handy, trademark pending. It's no wonder that 92% of CMS graduating seniors aren't college or career ready when you're instructing them on how to give b- jobs and handies instead of teaching them how to add and subtract. Superintendent, you stated this book was, quote, brought into the classroom by a teacher with no intent to allow students access. Any teacher that puts material like this on his or her bookshelf is, is either is a bad teacher or a pedophile who grooms Thank children. You. Two minutes are up. Thank you. We will vote you out November 8th. You are not here. I'm not on the ballot November eighth,
1: but Okay, welcome back. Uh, Christy Wade joins us now. Christy, is that, how does that school board allow? I mean, this is it's such pornography. The the great team at Real America's Voice. I mean, we had to kind of think through how to edit it and you know, we actually argued maybe some more edits, and that's just you at a school board reading from the book that's in the classroom with the seventh graders and on recommended reading list. How does this happen in the United States, ma'am?
6: Oh my goodness. I wish I had an answer for you. Um, It's honestly, I think because we have gone so long without really understanding what is in our children's curriculum and what's on our kids' bookshelves, uh, especially with the pandemic uh, the last two years, Parents were removed from schools uh, entirely. Uh, the transparency is not there. And so I think parents just took uh, uh, on the back burner and they weren't active. They weren't proactive in their uh, kids' education and understanding you know, what's being taught. Um, but guess what? Now we know, and that's why we're speaking at school boards. Uh, this is why we're here, to bring awareness uh, to parents, not just here in Charlotte, across the country, to say this stuff is happening in our schools um, and we've got to push back. You know, we've got to leverage our first amendment rights while we still have them uh, and say that we're not going to stand for this
1: anymore. But why are you not, this is what I don't understand with this. When you bring this evidence in there, why are the school boards and the administrations not embracing the parents that are involved here and engaged here? Why are they not saying, Oh my gosh, we don't know how this happened. We'll take care of it. Why is it a constant fight?
6: So unfortunately, I think in liberal counties, such as Mecklenburg County, um, we there's not enough of us pushing back. And uh, the school board, quite honestly, uh, I don't think they care. Um, As you could tell, you know, when I started my two minutes, uh, I allowed uh, parents who had students in the room children in the room to remove them because I was about to convey very sexually explicit content. And they didn't even allow me the, the time and the parents, the opportunity to remove them um, because they just, they don't care. Um, and that's uh, bottom line. That's, that's my opinion. And I think it's uh, the opinion of, of many of us out there that are, that are trying to speak out about this and push back on the school board and, and say, we can't stand for this anymore.
1: Do you see do you see uh, the parent right movement is it getting traction even in liberal counties like Mecklenburg? We see around the rest of the country it is. But do you feel it's getting um, in some of these more liberal counties? Do you think it's getting traction?
6: Uh, It's gaining traction. It's slow. But with stuff like this, uh, it's it's gaining more traction. I think parents I, I can't tell you how many parents over the last two years just didn't even believe me that this stuff was in in our schools and our libraries and in the classrooms now, um, obviously on on reading lists. But by bringing attention to this and having parents actually say, oh my goodness, my my kid could be reading this in the classroom. um, That's when we see more people start to step up, uh, write the school board, call in. Um, I can't tell you how much uh, pressure we just need to put on our school board to say, um, this is enough, this has to
1: change. What uh, Tell me, your Moms for Liberty, what are, what are folks doing right now in this pre- parental rights movement? I, you, you said we're going to remove you on November 8th. Is there a big school board election in Mecklenburg coming up on November 8th? Is the entire board up for, or is it, is it, uh, is it staggered?
6: So it's staggered. Our at-large positions uh, aren't on the ballot until next year, which, as you can tell, the board chair, uh, Elise Dashu, uh, boldly stated at the end that her uh, position was not up this year. Um, shirking all accountability, uh, but the district positions are, and so that's why I would say for parents in Mecklenburg County, please do your due diligence. Uh, understand who the candidates are that are running. Um, understand the track record of the incumbents. Um, I, I'm a firm believer of you need to be held accountable. You have to show return on investment. Uh, clearly. ROI is not being exhibited at all in CMS. Uh, We had board members that uh, approved half a million dollars in clear backpacks that we found out actually caused cancer. So look at all that money that was wasted taxpayer funding. Uh, And of course, media isn't going to highlight this. So we have to do our due diligence. We have to understand uh, what these board members are accountable for and if they're not showing their roi then we need to remove them and we need to put people in place uh that can get the job done
1: christy how do people uh, follow you how do they follow you on social media the website uh, the fight you're having down in mecklenburg county in the great state the great Tar Heel state of north carolina how do people follow you
6: well, I would say go to our um, Moms for Liberty, Mecklenburg County Facebook page is uh, probably the easiest way to get in touch with with all of us uh, while we still have it. Uh, that's really where we can share this material, this content. Uh, I initially posted the book when it was brought to my attention by the parent of the student who found it. Uh, I blasted it out on that social media platform other parents then actually did their due diligence. They went to uh, J.M. Robinson, which is the school where it was found that it was on the, the recommended reading list for, uh, for their seventh graders. So that's when uh, really that exploded. And using those platforms, I think, is is helpful. And then just bringing together. How, 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 did, they,
1: how did they put this book that Real America's Voice had to take a, a, a good bit of time? to actually censor bleep out your comments, just reading from the book. How was this book put on a recommended reading list for seventh graders? How did that happen?
6: Well, technically it's not supposed to be on there. So um, I have, honestly, I have no idea how, uh, how it got on that recommended reading list. Uh, but I would call for an investigation, which we have. Um, you know, we need to understand why these these books are in the classroom in the first place and on those recommended reading lists because they absolutely shouldn't.
1: Christy, thank you very much for joining us. We look forward we'll cover this intensely. So thank you very much, Moms for Liberty, fighting the fight of uh, for uh, parental rights. Incredible. Thank you, Christy. <clears throat> I tell you what's interesting. There's a bunch of dads. I gave a speech last night to a large Catholic group. There's a bunch of dads uh, up in Michigan that are getting involved in this. Let's play the clip. We've got Terry Schilling uh, coming in. Let's play this clip.
3: Now I don't know what you guys are trying to do. I don't know. Why didn't you take these books out and say, that's it? We're done with these books. But you guys want to sit here and just keep the books. You know, Instead of you guys taking the six books out, we wouldn't even be here. What's the problem? What's the agenda? What are you getting out of it? What grants have you got? I I've, I did a FOIA request. I think you guys got it. 15.231 15. as amended. And I'm going to find out everything. And I'm going to find out what grants you guys, what's it called, who has a nonprofit organization that's funding you this money. And you guys are sitting here and just, it's, it's, it's getting ridiculous. People got kids out here. Okay. I'm not against the gay. I'm not against anything. I'm against the books. Okay. Don't sit here and say that people are sitting here coming to you guys and just telling you, Oh, we want these books out. You worried about the gay people? No problem. We're not worried about the gay people. We're worried about our children. Okay. And second of all, I don't want to hear anybody. Okay. Sitting there saying, Oh, you guys are offending the the gay. These are kids. They can be 18. They be they if they want to become gay, let them become gay. Who cares? It's not our problem. We don't want kids to have access to these books. It's nice and simple. I'm not gonna address the situation no more. It is. It is what it is. And the only person that's behind this is Rashida Talib. Do not vote for Rashida Talib. It's nice and simple.
1: Dearborn Michigan. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, there's something going up there that is quite profound. The uh, there was 500 fathers that showed up the other night. As you know, we had the report this morning from Tina. 500 fathers. They're not going to back up an inch, and they're all Muslim. And they're saying, Mm-mm, "Not on our watch. Not going to happen." Want to bring in Terry Schilling? What is going on there? Because I got to tell you, another I think uh, group that the Democratic Party has taken for granted. You're seeing right there, just like the Hispanics, just like the African-American men. Now you're seeing it from the Muslim community in Dearborn. They're not going to have the nuclear family shattered and they're not going to have their kids messed with. And they're certainly not going to have their kids turned against them. Terry Schilling.
7: Well, Steve, you know, for the vast majority of America, when we had this education system that we have now, it was always moms that were running the PTAs and the school boards and Really running our local communities, but we got them out of the house and we got them into the workforce, and that's fine. But now, you know, you're seeing these moms going back in, but now it's finally reaching fever pitch. And that's why you have dads. You know, dads are so busy. We're so stressed out. We're the ones that are putting food on the table and really like working our butts off and stressing out about everything. So to get us to actually go to these school board meetings and voice our opinions is a really incredible thing. And it tells me that this issue is really starting to hit home with lots of people. And it's coming at a perfect time, Steve, right before the midterm elections. And it's happening in all the right places like Dearborn, Michigan.
1: No, see, the, the moms are stressed too because so many of the moms have to work. They're super stressed. They got a, you know, they're, they're the chief operating officer of the family. Traditionally, they're also, because they're warriors, they're the ones now that are going to these school boards like Christy Waite and they're up in people's faces. There's something different in Dearborn. Here you have these dads, and I, I've sat and watched the footage now, and I told this Catholic group last night, these Muslim fathers were just sitting there going, we're not, we're, no excuses, and we're not doing it, right? I mean, they were so adamant that this is not going to happen. Uh, it was quite powerful. They said, you're not going to come in, you're not going to groom our children, you're not going to destroy our children, it's certainly not going to turn your, our children against the family and against their parents. And for them at the end, to actually name the radical left uh, progressive congressman or congresswoman and you heard the applause right you heard the overwhelming applause right there terry hang on for one second we're gonna hold you over we also have joe allen we've got an update joe allen's got a new assignment he's going to follow the first cyborg ever running for the united states senate all next in the war room. and guess what? They're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Now go to PatriotMobile.com. That's one word. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call the following number. 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Bannon. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon, patriotmobile.com slash Bannon, or call 972-PATRIOT. Make an impact. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Getter has arrived. The
8: new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way you want. Download now.
1: Hey, if you've sat there in the audience and followed Naomi Wolf. Christy Wade, the brave mother from Mecklenburg County, North Carolina, and then Terry Schilling, and seeing what's happening in Dearborn, Michigan. If you are not so mad and want to get to a ballot box and throw these bums out, then you know you maybe maybe you're watching the wrong show because I got to tell you, it's outrageous, and we have to throw these people out. And that smug person, well, I'm not on the ballot November eighth. Well, baby, one day you're going to be on the ballot, and guess what? You're going to get a democracy suppository because you're going to be gone. Okay. We believe in democracy because we got the votes and we're going to vote all you clowns out. You're you're dangerous. You're evil. It's time for you to leave. Terry Schilling, what people don't know, we'll do it next week. You've been putting ads up in Michigan nonstop. I think a lot of the awakening of the Muslim community there in Dearborn is a fact of because so many people just have not had any clue what's going on. And as soon as the scales come off their eyes, they go like the father there. They're not, these guys are busy, men and women are busy. They don't have time to do this. They have to do this because they have to make sure their, their, their children are educated properly in what they need to be in mathematics and science and technology and uh, in literature and uh, in rhetoric and writing and not being indoctrinated and groomed Terry Schilling.
7: Look, I think the, the biggest proof that politics is not downstream of culture, that it's actually part of the culture and that can change things is those 500 Muslim fathers in that school board being last night. Those are not your typical conservative voters or people paying attention to this stuff. That's our campaign ads working. The the, the campaign ads, when you're running those and targeting persuadable voters, Democrats, independents, you are communicating values. You are communicating political messages and making arguments for why they should be part of your team, part of your party, and vote the right way. This is how you affect change in the culture through politics as you run campaign ads this, towards soft yeah, Democrats yeah. and towards persuadable independence.
1: That's why we had these ads up for, Terry, early on. This is why we have two-thirds. Look at the fathers at that school board meeting. We have two-thirds of the nation. We have differences, some differences, but basically on the big stuff, we're united. Two-thirds of the nation. It's the media and the left and all that and the, and the, and the tech companies. They divide us. You want to unite the country, I can unite the country quite easily. Show up on November 8th and vote. You're going to throw these bums out. You're going to destroy the Democratic Party. It's a national political institution. You know why? It needs to be destroyed as a national political entity, all the way from school boards, all the way up. And nothing shows it better than the school board meetings in Dearborn, Michigan, when the great pro- progressive Democrat congresswoman's name is mentioned, they booed and he says, you've got to vote her out and you get you get cheers. That's change, baby. That's 1932 type change. Big league change. Terry Schilling, how they get to the American Principles Project? How do they get to you on social media?
7: Uh, real quick, though, I just want to say either America is going to destroy the Democrat Party or the Democratic Party is going to destroy America. And you, you, you really – Get it out of the park there, Steve. Um, Amen. It's very boring. It's uh, Shilling seventeen seventy-six across all the platforms. I keep it pretty uniform. Getter True social, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, uh Shilling 1776. Uh, love, love following you guys and love love interacting.
1: The the, the the handle may be boring, but the 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 content is not. Terry Shilling, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Like I said, we got Thanks, Dennis up. Prager. We got Dennis Prager on the New Testament and its relevance today intellectually and morally. Uh, Coming up in a few minutes. I got. I want to make an announcement. Joe Allen, come in. Let's play. I tell you, let's play the clip, and then I'm gonna bring Joe Allen and have a huge announcement about Joe Allen and transhumanism.
5: Sat down with Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman in his first in person interview since his stroke. And look, I uh, talked with him back in May, back before the primary, before the stroke at his home in Braddock. That interview, uh, very different from what we discussed, very different from the backdrop that we have here today. Same venue, we sat down with him uh, at at his home, but even the setup of the interview looked very different. Uh, He is still suffering from auditory processing issues, which means he has a hard time understanding what he's hearing, so NBC News agreed to close captioning.
1: It's not closed captioning. It 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 can't process. Uh, And I'm not saying this to be cute. We've been at Transhuman for a couple of years, the editor. We've warned about this. But, you know, uh, Joe Allen wrote it up the other day. He's essentially a cyborg. He cannot function without a machine. You're seeing a machine man merger in a political race for a Senate seat. There's only 100 of them. Most exclusive club in the world. We are assigning Joe Allen full time to follow the first cyborg ever to run for elected office here in the United States of America. It's, it's, it has to. The people in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania have to understand reality, particularly what's going on. This is just not simply closed caption. There's much more going on here. Joe Allen, give me 90 seconds on what you're gonna be doing, sir.
8: Yeah, Steve, I'll be in Pennsylvania. Um, first stop, the debate, October 25th, uh, that's occurring in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. It'll be a very small venue, so hopefully get in and uh, be right there. I, I really think that the importance of this device, uh, two things. One, uh, it is not a hearing aid, right? It's not glasses. This is it. All of those claims are covering up a neurological problem and they call it ableism to criticize it. But it, to be a politician or any kind of position, you have to be able to do your job. You have to be able to comprehend speech and you have to be quick on your feet. Uh, so I look forward going to Pennsylvania and meeting the Pennsylvanians uh, that will be hopefully voting against Fetterman. And uh, also, I would like to say that I think it's really cruel for the Democratic Party to put candidates like that up.
1: Yeah, it's it's very cruel. And this is also this is machine assisted. You don't know where this stops. I mean, Tucker did a great cold open. But we, we're assigning Joe Allen, who's a specialist in this field. This is very, very disturbing. He's a cyborg. He cannot, he cannot function without the machine. He cannot function mentally without the machine. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. Also, there lies the misrepresentations, and we're going hard after these medical records. Joe Allen, real quickly, what's your social media? Because people, you're on this now full-time, even before you physically get there, so people should follow you. Uh, tell us how to get to you. Yeah, follow
8: my Twitter and getter at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z. Uh, right now, my uh, beat from the AFA Globalist Puppet Masters is up. Everybody loved your speech, Steve. And hopefully mine is at least, uh, you know, coming up on the heels of of that uh, energy. But uh, yeah, follow me at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z.
1: Thank you, Joe Allen. Look forward to your new assignment. Some results there in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Okay, we have the great, it's an honor next hour to have the great Dennis Prager joins us. With his wisdom and understanding. Stick around. Dennis Prager's in the war room. Battleground next. War room posse. You already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data.
8: and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of
1: us. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart.